The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFC Beast for 15% off active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game. And make sure to enter our World Series prop contest. The winner gets $200 cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday afternoon, October the 26th, which means we're here to preview the Sunday morning games for week number eight already. I am Ryan McIntyre, if you don't already know, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Mr. Old Fashioned Football himself, Justin Mark. J. Mark, week seven was good. Are you ready for week eight? Hell yeah, I am. I uh Got my favorite current band shirt on Wheelwright for Luck. I got my old-fashioned. I'm ready to kick ass this week, man. Yeah, no, and kicking ass we did in week number seven. Both of us hit our locks, um, and our teams won. Washington in the win column, and as everybody knows, Chicago in the win column after a beatdown of uh, Mr. Belichick on Monday Night Football. A beatdown is right. I loved every minute of it. Let me ask you this. I mean, you, you're a diehard Bears fan. In any way, did you see yourself and your Bears winning by three touchdowns? No, not at all. I actually expected us to lose. I thought we'd cover, but I expected us to lose. And they just, um, they finally did play calling two field strengths, right? I mean, they ran him. They rolled him out of the pocket. They leaned on that run game. That's how that offense should have been running all year. And, uh, they're they're finally play calling how they should. And you know it's beautiful with the parody in the NFL this year. By the way, Washington and Carolina both hit for my fifteen to one parlay, uh, my money line dog yeah. parlay, I should add. So uh, that kind of sums up. I put out a tweet that sums up this NFL season where we're we're in a world where Taylor Heineke and PJ Walker are beating Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers on on a Sunday. I mean that it sums it up. It feels like there's like 10 to 15, three and four teams clumped up. We've got a couple teams like Buffalo, Kansas City, and then in the NFC, it seems like Philly, Dallas, uh, in New York. Basically, the whole NFC East outside of Washington has separated itself. What's your take on this? Uh, have you ever seen an NFL season like this so far? I mean, we kind of joked about it early on, and we, we expected it a little bit early in the season but I don't remember it dragging out all the way into almost Halloween with the parody that's going on right now. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's, it's almost like written for a perfect storyline. You know, everybody likes to say, well, the NFL's rigged. Um, they got some really good writers this year, I think, right. And these storylines, <laughs> right. And, um, Rogers going on the Pat McAfee show saying that he, 
his teammates should lose some playing time because they all suck, basically. I mean, it can't get any better than this with the drama. And then, really, I mean, the AFC is starting to have some separation with teams. But in the NFC, there's so many teams that are going to be making a playoff push. Yes. No, and that's the beautiful thing about the seven seed is everybody's pretty much alive outside of maybe Detroit, which you could argue. I mean, there when you're when the seven seeds there, you're one win away. Like I was joking when Washington beat Chicago to go from one and four to two and four. I said, Hey, you're one win away from being in the playoff race. And that it is. I mean, we're yeah. in a world now where the Bears and uh Packers have the same record through the first two months of the season, which I know you like hearing. I, I mean, I would rather we have a better record, but I'll take the same record. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, you're a couple losses away from Minnesota, who we I think we both agree is a little fraudulent with their five and one record coming up off the bye here. Where this division race could tighten up. I mean, it's it's wild in the NFL this year, especially in the NFC. Oh yeah, no kidding. It makes for great football. Um, obviously, you know, we want our teams to make the playoffs, but just the the turmoil and everything that's going on the uh, the race to the finish there is going to just make for great football for football fans in general well and i mean you look at the mlb right now i know it's a different sport but they added the 6 seed with the phillies and i mean they go to the world series and they're going to play here in a couple days so i mean you never know one of these 7 seeds may one day get on a little bit of a run sneak in the playoffs like Kind of like Pittsburgh uh, and what, 05, and then uh, Green Bay, the year that they won it with Rodgers, they were a six seed as well. And the Bears in 2022. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're forecasting what's to come. Uh, what's your take on this week, uh, number eight, that we're about to dive into? It seems like another, another um, short lines for the most part outside yeah. of the uh, one or two, but for the most part, everything's within three, four points, which kind of is deservingly so with how much parity is in this NFL right now. Yeah. I actually feel better looking at these lines this week than I did with last week's lines. And last week we did pretty good. So hopefully that translates into success and not me just thinking these lines are good and they're really not. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games here that, like you said, very close lines, which could be again, exciting football could come down to the wire. Um, some of them seem a little off to me, but I, yeah. I still, I, uh, I like the lines that I see this week. Same here. It's setting up for another good, uh, witching hour, uh, yes. on Sunday <laughs> at, at three o'clock Eastern two central. And we have a London game, but before we dive into this early slate, I got to get us paid, uh, thinking of joining win bet, bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. Uh, WinBet's biggest winner's club. Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. WinBet truly degens only. Plus, use WinBet's build-your-own-bet to build some amazing same-game parlays. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And, of course, uh, offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older. Presented in the same state where you play at WinBet is available. If you or someone who has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Also, make sure you go check out our YouTube page, SGPN. Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to the YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. 
Come on on a video. Each video is new with a chance to win. Turn on, turn your notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull out the winner. And also the World Series I mentioned starts in a couple of days. Make sure you enter our World Series prop contest. The winner gets $200 cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. And we will transition into another game, the third one of the season across the pond. Those Denver Broncos, those disappointing Denver Broncos, two and five, <laughs> taking on uh, the home team in London, who seems to always get a game in London, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are laying two and a half, over under 39 and a half, another low total. Unders have been killing it this year. J Mark, I know the big question mark, Russell Wilson's hamstring. What is your initial take on this game for uh, across the pond? Yeah, I don't know if you heard, but he was doing knee highs on the plane while everybody else was sleeping, apparently. Yeah, what, what's wrong with that guy? I was thinking when I heard that, I was like, man, Daniel Hackett's definitely getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Um, uh, yeah, it, you said it. I mean, this is the London Jags, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have played very well in London. Um, that's why we all call them the London Jags and they're playing a team that's 32nd in points per game. Granted, they are carried by a a decent defense. They're only allowing the fourth least amount of points game. But, um, so, I mean, if I had to pick anything to bet on this game, it would be the under, because I don't think there's going to be a lot of points, but we're not picking over and unders we're, uh, doing sides. So, yes, you know, um, Jacksonville just traded away J Rob. James Robinson, which tells me it's the Travis Etienne show. And I think that helps them. I think he's starting to run very well and that's going to help them keep that rhythm. And Denver, they don't play the AFC well at all. For some reason, last 15, three and 11 and one and Hackett is the worst coach in the NFL. I think we can all no agree doubt. with that. <laughs> yeah. I think we can all, he's just the worst coach. Um, he, he probably should be fired. I, I know he's new but it's just been a shit show there. So I'm going to ride with the home team here, the London Jags, two and a half. I mean, Denver is just, they're not getting it done. I, you know, 59% of the money's coming in on the Broncos. I don't know why, but, um, but yeah, I'm taking the the Jags here. How about you? I'm with you on this one. And I think coaching matters in this game. Uh, Doug Peterson back in, I think it was 2018. They actually beat the Jaguars. He's familiar with this London trip. Well, you mentioned it, man. The Jaguars, for some reason, play well in Jacksonville. Even Urban Meyer won in Jacksonville, <laughs> in London, one of his two uh, NFL wins last year. And I think this is the final game of the Nathaniel Hackett era. I'm going to make a bold take that he's fired on Monday after they lose to the Jaguars. There's a report out that he could be fired if they lose. I think they're going to get embarrassed, and I think this is it for him. And we've seen Russell Wilson also rushed back from an injury, a.k.a. last year when he came mm-hmm. back, it was a thumb, and they struggled. The Seahawks at the time might, struggled mightily when he came back and losing, I think, three or four in a row. So I'm going to ride the Jaguars to get right. They've lost four one-possession games in a row. I I keep saying this every week with the Giants. I can't believe the Jaguars lost that game, <laughs> whether it was a fumble at the one-yard line or just not scoring at the very end on the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. I think the Jaguars have been very un, under underrated and unlucky. And I think they get right this Sunday and I actually give them a chance to get back in this division race, especially with the news 
of Tannehill going down kind of in Tennessee. Yeah. Now, if if they decide to fire Hackett, do they do the courtesy to him of firing him in London so he can stick around there and have a little holiday? That's a great question. Now they'll probably <laughs> wait till they exa- hit land right in Denver and say, right. "Hey, we're moving in a different direction." Yeah. And then it'll, it will be interesting if that does happen to see if this team gets a little bit of a jolt, or if Russell Wilson just coaches the team himself and keeps doing <laughs> uh, knee highs in the aisle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, man, I I'm I'm with you, man. This this Denver team they can't score. No, they yeah they're terrible in offense, and you look at the weapons they have; they should be good. Um, granted, I mean, having Melvin Gordon now or Latavius Murray, whoever it is, as you're starting running back because of injuries, isn't ideal. Um, they did sign Marlon Mack, but again, he's not showing that he can ever since his injury in Indianapolis, he's not showing that he can be a difference maker anymore. So, but I mean, Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, they, they should be putting up more points than they are. No doubt. Yeah. And I, you mentioned it. I mean, what last week they they get nine points against um, the Jets. I mean, they're still they're still a quarterback away, even though they traded for a quarterback. <laughs> they traded for the wrong quarterback is the reality of things. But uh, yeah, no, I I just can't get behind this Denver team as long as Nathaniel Hackett's there. That's going to go down as one of the worst trades in sports history, sports altogether. I think he he's the only guy that's uh, what Russell's what thirty two years old. That has got it. He looks 42. I mean, we yeah. talk about Brady and Rogers getting old. Those guys are actually old. Russell Wilson right. isn't actually old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, He's just the same the, age as Gino, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. All the picks they gave up for him. Um, they just, and some, and some good players too. It's mm-hmm. just going to be a terrible trade. I mean, we've seen that he's not been able to be the difference maker that they have wanted. And so, yeah, I, I think this will go down as one of the worst trades, not just NFL history, but sports history in general. Yeah, I'm with you. Next up on our lineup, and let me paint a picture for you here, J. Mark. If the Baltimore Ravens beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tomorrow night, the Bucs will fall to 3-5. and five. That would set up a first-place tilt in the ATL on Sunday between all of a sudden the surging Carolina Panthers who just <laughs> – kicked the Bucks ass on Sunday, 21-3, going to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Falcons are laying four and a half, over under 41 and a half. Obviously, we got to see what happens tomorrow night in Tampa to see if this game will actually be for first place. But for the meantime, we got to give out a pick right now. Which way are you leaning here in this NFC South battle? Yeah, this one is tough, um, but I am at the our – uh, beginning awards show before the season started. I gave out Arthur Smith coach of the year at 50 to one. And I took that. I didn't just give it out. I took it. So I am actively rooting for these Falcons to continue winning games so that he has talked about more. Um, you know, last week is the first time the Falcons haven't covered the spread all year. It was against a very good Bengals team. Um, but these, these Panthers upsetting the Buccaneers like they did, it almost feels a little fluky, just a little bit. I'm not saying they're bad, but PJ Walker comes in, Christian McCaffrey is out, and I think this that was a perfect like get up spot. Like we have to come out and prove that uh, you know we're not giving up on ourselves, even though it seems like the organization has kind of given up on this year. We're not. So um, I'm sure they're feeling really good about themselves after that win. And as much as I want to ride that hot hand. I'm going back to those Falcons to keep covering the spread, even though it's four and a half and they haven't been a favorite yet. 
Um, it, this is going to come down to if K- Carolina can stop the run, I think. And they're 21st in the NFL at, at rush yards a game allowed. I don't think they can stop that run that – I mean, everybody knows Atlanta's running the ball, but they can't stop them. So, yeah, I'm riding with the Falcons here. What about you? I'm going back to my darlings, man. I am taking right. Carolina <laughs> plus a four and a half. You look at the history between these two teams as well. They both, for some reason, win on each other's home field uh, the last five meetings. So I'm going to go with that trend to continue. I don't know if Carolina is going to win the game. I think they have a chance. I think this game is going to be a low-scoring 20-17 to 17 type game where we've, we've seen it with Atlanta. Even if they fall behind, they're not going to throw the ball. They're just going to continue no. to run the ball, ball control. And honestly, Carolina is kind of the same way. And Carolina's defense, I think, has been sneaky good during this tor- turmoil stage. They just haven't got in any quarterback play. And finally, PJ Walker gave them a little bit of consistency last week. So I'm gonna go. F- I'm gonna go with Carolina one more week. Uh, the little pop up spot from the trading Robbie Anderson, trading Christian McCaffrey, where you get a couple guys that are getting an opportunity playing for a contract next year to. Uh, show out in Atlanta. I think, uh, I think they're a live dog plus plus one eighty as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could see it happening. I just, I got to ride with my Falcons. I'm yeah. crossing my fingers for that Arthur Smith coach of the year. Um, real quick. What do you think about that Christian McCaffrey trade? Do you think good for both teams? Did it favor one team? I love it for Carolina. I mean, you mm-hmm. get four picks for a running back. That's yeah. usually hurt. So I mean, there's no way to better flip a roster than getting four picks for just a, a running back that's hurt every other week, it feels like, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. For San Fran, I thought, I mean, they're going all in. They're doing the L.A. Rams method where, hey, the draft doesn't matter. We have the team in place. But it is a little weird that they're kind of reaching for a running back because with the Shanahan scheme, it's kind of running back proof where they can pretty much plug and play anybody and it's going to be effective. Yeah, no, I agree. It was interesting to give up that much, um, especially for a running back that does have an injury history on a team that seems to have an injury history, right? I mean, they their guys can't stay healthy to save their lives, so now you add in a another injury-prone player. Um, it, they are in win-now mode, though, after that, I think. And that's yeah. very interesting with their um, alleged starting quarterback on injured reserve the rest of the year, Trey Lance. Um, you stole I said it right on, from me. Yeah. And I said on old fashioned football that if they make a deep playoff run and do very well, I think Trey Lance uh, will get traded. I think they'll stick with Jimmy G. That's a fair take. I mean, you, you mentioned it. They're kind of, it's been a little bit of a uh, Benedict Arnold, as Colby would say, like they keep changing back and forth. They don't know what they want to do. They wanted to build around Lance, go, go forward with them or go forward with him this year then he gets hurt and then Jimmy G's back and they're like, Hey man, the NFC's weak. Let's go all in and see if we can win the Super Bowl this year, which I mean, I think we all agree. They do have a really good roster um, when all healthy, but that's a big if, I mean, that's been the song and dance with this team for three, four years now. And I, I question if they can stay healthy. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Nick fortune in the YouTube chat pointing out that Christian McCaffrey did not get hurt last week. Um, no, because he only ran the ball like what seven times. Wait till they give it to him like 15 to 20 times, then maybe he'll get injured. Um, he also says Jimmy G wins games for the 49ers. I know he's a big 49ers fan, so um, yeah, I Nick, I'm curious if you liked the trade. <laughs> 
you got a big one this weekend, Nick, with the with the LA Rams. It seems like the Niners always have the Rams number, except in the them, NFC, yeah. except the NFC Championship, um, <laughs> which is kind of uh, rubbing it in one. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that LA San Fran rematch because they just played a couple weeks back, and San Fran put it on them once again out out in the bay. Yeah. Well, we got a uh, interesting one coming up here at a conference matchup. We got the Miami Dolphins back with Tua back in the lineup, laying three and a half, going to Detroit. Um, over under 51 and a half. I'm curious to hear your take on this one for your uh, Detroit Lions uh, that we, we talked about in the preseason. It was weird that all the hype was for the Lions, but yeah. the Bears and the Lions both had the same win total. Yeah, yeah. So um, it reeked that they were going to be down this year. And can they get any worse? Like, I mean, this Lions team is terrible. Um, they, they, I don't understand why they're only three point dogs. I know Miami didn't look great against Pittsburgh, but I'll take Pittsburgh's defense over Detroit's any day. And um, Jared Goff, he started the season looking like, hey, maybe he is improved. You know, they talked about he's throwing the ball better. He knows the offense better. Maybe he is improved. The, the first um, first game, he was okay, but games two through four, 911 yards, nine touchdowns, only two interceptions. Last two weeks, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. This is a Miami defense that just picked off Kenny Pickett three times. Goff's going to continue to struggle. Miami's defense is going to continue to put pressure. Um, and not only do I think they – not only do I think Goff is going to get eaten alive, I think Detroit's defense is going to – be just burned by Hill and Waddle over and over. For me, this is an easy one. Miami at three, three and a half. This line reeks. Yeah. This true. line, this line reeks. This is this uh fits the bill of close your eyes special. Detroit missing covering the line by almost three touchdowns back to back games now. I feel like they haven't played a home game. Uh they haven't played a home game since October the second. So I think the Lions play better at home and Miami is one of the bigger public sides of the week too, and they're not weighing off of that number. So I'll, I'll grab the hook three and a half. And honestly, I I want to do it. I kind of I kind of like my Detroit to pull the stunner here. I, this is Dan Campbell fighting for his life. I mean, this he's got he's got to show some life here. And I feel like last year they showed life when they were at home as a dog. They were favorites, in a, and that was another thing with Atlanta. They're not used to. They're kind of not ever the favorite. So it's yeah. weird that Atlanta is actually a favorite. Detroit was a favorite uh, a couple weeks ago. And I kind of feel like that threw off the mojo a little bit with this Detroit Lions. They, they got to be back in the dog mode. Yeah, and they do well covering at home. That is the one thing that they yes. seem to do well. Um, I just, I'm losing all, not that I had much confidence in Jared Goff, but he started off looking decent. So, but I'm yeah. I'm losing all confidence on him now. He's back on Jarrett's uh, Golf Sucks Island. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're opposite on that one. And this is another interesting one, another three-and-a-half-point line with the team coming off a bye. The Arizona Cardinals, led by Mr. Call of Duty himself, Kyler Murray, <laughs> going to Minneapolis. The Vikings are laying three-and-a-half despite being five-and-one and coming off the bye, over under 49. Does this line also reek to you? A little bit. It does a little bit. Um, the, the return of DeAndre Hopkins was huge. 
for the yes. Cardinals. Um, you know, he had his own hype video. I don't know if you saw that, but had his own hype video he released before. Um, kind of hyped me up for him being back. And then he goes for over 100 yards. And that's important because this Vikings defense is 23rd uh, most passing yards allowed a game. They do not cover the pass well. And you know what else they haven't done well recently? Play the next game after a bye week for whatever reason. You would think that, that they would be good. They are not. Um, and they also have yet to cover a spread when they're more than a three-point favorite this year. They've won by more than three. But at that time, they weren't a more than a three-point favorite. I don't I don't get where they're getting the, the four here. Um, last year, this game was decided by one point. I, I'm taking the Cardinals here, plus four, three and a half, sorry. You, you sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think this is where we start to see uh, Cousins and the Vikings kind of falling apart. Kind of, you know, we've talked about each week that they their record's better than they are. They're a little fraudulent. I think this is when that starts to show. Yeah, no, they they are fraudulent. I know they're five and one, but they're two and four against the spread. You mentioned it. Cousins is not good off the bye. Uh, two and five ATS in, in his career. With any extended rest, he's seven and 18. It, it, I've watched it for years and years in Washington. He he overcomplicates things when he has more time to think about things. So I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna ride Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. That duo for some reason they're better on the road and they're better as a dog over the years. And in the Eastern Time Zone, under Kyler, they're 13 and four ATS versus a 15 and 20 uh, in the Pacific. I don't know if that means he gets away from the call of duty for, uh, when they go <laughs> to the East. I don't know, but for some reason they do have success when they go to the central and Eastern time zone. And uh, yeah, no, I'm going to ride this with you as well. I'll take the Cardinals with the points. And then I'll also sprinkle in the money line a little bit. Plus one sixty-five. Yep. I like it. And we agree that Minnesota does not have no house advantage. So that is why we're riding Arizona. No house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play and pick them contest versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select player props, earn points for your correct picks, climb the leaderboard for a shot to win the big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry. If you hit all your picks, Bet up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PJ, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with the new promotion code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. And we will continue in the early slate. And this is my favorite game in the early window. It's just flashing for us, uh, for everybody following on YouTube. It is those New England Patriots coming off an embarrassing loss. Quarterback controversy, I guess. Um, <laughs> going to the New York Jets, who are 4-0 with Zach Wilson. Where are you going here, man? You know, I, I love the uh, the Bill Belichick pressers after the game. The reporter asked him, um, was Mac Jones healthy enough to play the entire game? And his response was, well, that didn't happen, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> um, what, what a way to sweep that controversy right under the rug. Um, gosh, that felt like 
it felt like a coaching disaster for a coach that is usually very good. I mean, we can all agree that Belichick has been a, a pretty solid coach. I mean, for years, and that was just a disaster. And now it's like, do you go with Zappi, who ended up getting blanked in that second half? Or do you go with Jones, who you benched for Zappi? Now, both of them got to be a little off their game, but it is Belichick. And these Jets have been winning games, although in my opinion, you know, neither one of us really liked them going into the season. I think they have a little bit of a fraudulent record. They just lost one of their best players, Brees Hall, with the torn ACL. Very unfortunate. Um, they do have James Robinson, but I don't think he's necessarily ready to go. And yes, Nick Fortune, I see you in the YouTube chat saying the Bears got lucky. And how's no, it going? Kicked their ass. Yeah, how's it going, <laughs> Captain Insano? Um, but yeah, I don't. This is you know there was a lot of chatter of is this the end of Bill Belichick? Is this the beginning of the end? This isn't the end. Bill Belichick always bounces back. Well, give me the Patriots to bounce back and and win by more than one and a half. Um, I'll get at least three points, right? A three point win at least. <laughs> I think this might be my most confident game of the early slate. This is this is just a simple handicap. We saw it with him against Cleveland. He fucking hates the Jets. This is Belichick. Yeah. He he left the Jets. He takes it personal every time he plays the Jets. You look at Belichick's uh spread against the Jets while he's with New England, 35 and 11 straight up, 25 and 18 against the spread. Coming off a loss, it gets even better. Um, 36 and 11 straight up 39 and seven and one ATS after a loss when he's favored by a touchdown or less. This is an easy one for me. New England's going to win this game. I do think it's going to be a rock fight for a little bit, but yeah. we saw what we saw what Belichick's defense did to Zach Wilson last year. And with no Brees Hall, you, you touch on it, man. I don't know how the Jets offense moves the ball against the Patriots. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, James Robinson, I think, will make a difference, just not this week, you know, just being there a week. Michael Carter is not a big enough running back, in my opinion, to carry that workload either. So, yeah, they're they're going to struggle, I think. Um, this Patriots defense, I know they got embarrassed by the Bears, but it, they are still a pretty good defense. And I think they're going to really take that loss personal. I mean, they were eight and a half point favorites and they lost 33 to 14. They're going to take that personal. Yeah, and this is another trend that Ryan and Sean talk about where you underperform the spread by 21 or more points. It's hitting that like a 70% clip where you bounce back. He's get, he's ripping their ass all week, and he's he'll have that team ready to run through a wall. As for the quarterback position on the other side, you just got a good uh, look at these Patriots. Is it me, or is their game plan different when Mac Jones is in the game versus Zappi? Oh, absolutely. And I still stick to the fact that Bailey Zappi is the better quarterback. I think he gives them better opportunities to win. But maybe it is just the game plan. They open it up a little bit more. Yeah, which I like going into that game, Stevenson, they, they were running the ball 30, 40 times a game against the Bears. Tw uh, Stevenson gets 12 carries. Damian Harris gets four carries. I'm 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 puzzled by that because it's not like they were losing the entire game. They they had a quick burst where they took a lead and it it wasn't out of reach till the very very end. They I thought they just abandoned the running game for some reason, which is really interesting because the Bears actually play the pass well. They do not play the run well. So I mean I think if you stick with that run for a little bit longer, you're looking at a, a different score and maybe a, a comeback victory here. But um, but yeah they. They got to figure that out. And, you know, I, 
maybe that's who's calling the plays. Maybe you shouldn't um, just allow anybody who doesn't have a good track record to call plays. Just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, but he the, the crazy thing is I actually liked his game plans in the Cleveland and um, who was the game? Oh, Detroit, mm-hmm. where you run the ball, you establish the run. You set up play action. We and that's what Mac was good at last year, where they started running the ball the second third of the year, where they went on that crazy stretch where they won, I think, seven or eight in a row to get into that one seed. I think people forget that Mac Jones had this Patriots team right there to dethrone the Bills in the AFC East and until they just ran out of gas. And it was with that game, it was with that blueprint of running the ball, setting up play action, getting the ball to the tight ends. But this whole dropping back, throw it off the wire up top, I don't know what that was. It's um, Bailey Zappi is like a, a shiny new toy, and they they just want to u- use him by these big pass, big yardage, big chunk plays. Um, but you're right. They need to stick to what they're good at. I mean, Some bread um, and butter. right. Stevenson has is having a hell of a year. He is um, a really flashy running back. I really like him with running and his pass catching abilities. Um, why they don't feed him and Harris, you know, 10, 15 times a game each doesn't make any sense. No, it, it puzzles me. It's uh, but you know what it might go to why Patricia is probably not an offensive coordinator. <laughs> right. So, uh, but anyway, we both like New England and it's, it does sound like Mac is going to be the guy, though, on Sunday. Yeah, um, even, I, even I though Belichick, even though Be- it's Belichick being Belichick. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Sano in the YouTube chat pointing out running quarterback on third hurt the Pats. Will Zach Wilson be able to do that? I, I don't think he will. Uh, yeah. He, he, and it, whenever he runs, he seems to get hurt too. So, yeah. Uh, it's in a, yeah. He's, uh, he, he's not in that fields and Lamar category. Right. Those guys, those guys are electric when they can get an open in the open field. And that offense looked, I hate to say it, but looked better with Joe Flacco. <laughs> I mean, their passing game was more efficient with Joe Flacco. Uh, yeah, and this this Brees Hall injury that's that's huge. I know they just got mm-hmm. James Robinson, but I think they're going to take a step back in their ru- running game. Yep, agreed. Moving on, we got another one and a half point line. We got the Vegas Raiders coming off a thirty eight twenty win against the Houston Texans, going down to Nola, and they're laying one and a half over under forty nine and a half. Both teams, two wins, both need a win desperately. Who's more desperate here? This game is gross to me. Yes. Like, who's watching this aside from Raiders and Saints fans? Corner TV game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is just, it's terrible. Um, both teams have two wins. The Raiders are three and three against the spread. Saints are two and five. I, I don't like either of them. Um they haven't played each other since 2020. So that for me kind of makes it hard. You know, they don't have much history at that point. Vegas was a four point dog and one straight up. And I don't know, the saints team's hard to figure out. They, you know, they beat the Falcons by one, they lose by 10 to Tampa, eight to Carolina, three to Vikings, win in a shootout over the Seahawks, then lose by four. Um, Andy Dalton has looked decent, but as a bears fan, I know that he can look decent for two to three games and then be total shit. Um, and that's what yeah. I think is going to happen. Um, the Raiders have been in most of their games, even though they've lost most of them. They've lost their four games by a combined 14 points. So I, I don't like it, but I guess give me the favorites. Give me the one and a half, um, and I'll take the Raiders. 
don't feel great about it. Uh, I do like the over in this game, but um, yeah, I'm going to ride the Raiders. How about you? Uh, they just announced 33 minutes ago. Uh, thanks, Nick, that uh, Andy Dalton will be the starting quarterback this weekend. Okay. But it, Jameis is healthy, so yeah, he may. you may get a Jameis in relief. So the Saints are a frustrating team for me. I've been on the Saints yeah. back-to-back weeks now where they they played, uh, who was it? It was Cincinnati, where they led the entire game until the very end where Jamar Chase broke the big uh, uh, run after catch. And then last week, they're in total control of the game. And then for some reason, they went from up 14 to 6 with two minutes left down to 28-14 and a half when Dalton throws two interceptions. So the Saints have been a weird team this year. I think you touch on mm-hmm. it. You don't know who's going to play. Is Michael Thomas going to play? Is Landry going to play? Is Lattimore going to play? Is Kamara going to play? Every week is or Jameis Winston going to play? I think, I think the Saints get it done this week. I think they're desperate, and they're only one game out of first place, and they're currently ten to one to win the NFC South. So I'm going to get. I'm honestly going to get in, get in on that because. I think if the Saints team can get healthy, they can get right back in this thing with Tampa Bay looking the way they are. And I can't buy Atlanta and Carolina in the future. So I will take I'll take New Orleans to get it done at home uh, and bounce back after two tough losses. Yeah, um, I can see it. I just as a Bears fan, I know how the Sandy Dalton thing works, that he looks yeah. good for two or three games and then. He gets replaced by Justin Fields. That's just how it works. Um, I could see, I could see uh, what's his name coming in in relief and getting it done. Um, Winston or Hill? Uh, honestly, I could see both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the Saints are a weird team, man. I'm looking at uh, Derek Carr has not been good on the road as well. 17 to 26 ATS on the road since 2017. So I think the I think the Raiders I think everybody wants to buy the Raiders, but in reality that Houston game was right there until pick six late. Yeah, they did seem to on offense kind of get their recipe for winning down though. Run the ball with Josh Jacobs. Don't don't put the game in Derek Carr's yes. hands. He doesn't. I mean, he has Adams, I know, but aside from that, and I guess Darren Waller was out, so we see a different game if Waller plays maybe, but. They need to not rely on Derek Carr, rely on Josh Jacobs, um, rely on Zamir White, or rely on all those guys, Brandon Bolden, that they have in the backfield and um, utilize that and then the play action. I think that's how you help Derek Carr win games. And I, I think this is a, I know this is a uh, sideshow, but I like the over in this game too. I think both teams have been playing a lot of higher, higher scoring games. And Agreed. it's surprising. It's been surprising with New Orleans that they're scoring the way they are. Um, scoring 34 against Arizona, and then the week before that, 26. Then they were in the shootout with Seattle the week before that. So Andy Dalton's actually put up some points, surprisingly. And then, obviously, the Raiders have been playing in overs as well. Yeah, no, I like that as well. I don't know if you saw the YouTube chat is siding with me and the Raiders here. They like the Raiders? <laughs> yep. Hey, I'm going one more time to the Saints. I, say, come on, come on, New Orleans. Get back in this race. That's uh, right. move, moving along. We got up next. We got the battle of the PA, uh, Pennsylvania, the, the Commonwealth. Uh, we got the Steelers going to the Eagles. Eagles coming off a of bye. The undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, it says Sean, uh, laying 10.5, over under 43.5, a little bit of a low total for such a big number. What do you think here? The Steelers are 0 7 against teams that scored 25 points per game or more in the last seven games. Eagles are right at 26.8. 
Um, Steelers also don't, for whatever reason, do well before the bye. Kenny Pickett threw three interceptions against that Dolphins defense. I don't yeah. think the Dolphins defense is on the same level as uh, the Eagles defense. So I think they're going to eat him alive. Um, they're going to be lucky to score 10 points, I think. The Seagulls offense, fresh off the bye, they're going to want to come out and um, kind of make a big impact, show everybody, hey, you forgot about us for a week because we didn't play, but we're still one of the best teams. I could see this 24 or 28 to 10. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna ride the Eagles here. I'm going to take them with the 10 and a half. It's a big number, but I, I just, I like this Eagles team. I know you don't like this Eagles team because no. they're a rivalry, <laughs> but I just, I like what I've seen from them. They're a fun team to watch. I love backing Mike Tomlin when he's a dog. So <laughs> I'm going Tomlin after week five when he's a dog, 39, 15 and one ATS. I mean, he is the, I mean, he's hitting that like a 75 to 80% clip. He's like the greatest coach ever when he's a dog. I just, I think the Eagles, it felt like when they beat Dallas going into the bye, it kind of was almost like a Super Bowl win for them. I know that Sean will disagree, but the way that they were talking in the press conference, sure. it was a, it was a big sigh of relief. I think they come out flat, kind of like the Jacksonville game a couple weeks ago at home. I think, I think Pittsburgh hits him in the mouth to start. And they can they can contain their running attack a little bit, um, and then Philly climbs back in and it wins a close one. I I think this game's going to be closer than a lot of people think, so I'm definitely taking ten and a half with Mike Tomlin. You know, I'm still angry at these Steelers for when they played. I think it was the Bills, and they were fourteen and a half points, and I said that's too much. I even threw them in my teaser, and then they were destroyed. So for me, uh, they, I know the Eagles' offense is not the Bills. Yeah. But they have kind of the same recipe of a quarterback who can throw and run, a defense that is very strong and can can shut opposing offenses down. So um, because of that, the, the Steelers are still they're on the shit list for me. So I, I'm sticking with the Eagles here. How about this stat? Mike Tomlin, a dog in the Eastern time zone, 33-9-1. and one. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. It, it's, he's, uh, he's unreal in this spot. I in, uh Insano's talking about it in the chat right now. It is a big number. He's, I'm with you, Insano. He finds a way to stay in these games somehow. And I thought they should have won the game last week. I got to go if, against Insano here, too, because he's uh, kicked my ass a couple times in some of the fantasy football leagues. So <laughs> look, Looking for some revenge. So we are That's on right. opposite sides in the Pennsylvania match. And that brings up our final game of the early slate. I wonder who this is going to be. <laughs> uh, we got the Chicago Bears sitting at three and four going to Big D. Um, Dallas Cowboys laying nine and a half over under 42 and a half. The Bears keep it rolling. You know, they come out and they have their best game of the year. They they look competent on offense and defense. And then they're nine and a half point dog. That seems very just how everybody feels about the Bears. They're always down on them. Dallas, on the other hand, Dak is back, but he really didn't look that good. Maybe it was shaking off some of the rust. They didn't what they had uh, the first three quarters. They only had 10 points. It was just that second or that fourth quarter that they ended up getting 14. Um, I'm not going to go as far as Skip Bayless, who said Justin Fields was looking like Jalen Hurts. I don't know if you I saw that, it. but he tweeted that he was looking like Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to go that far um, because I'm a little more realistic, but this defense is playing well. They're playing fast. They're creating turnovers. 
the offense, if they stick to that same game plan, they can win games. Um, do I care that 71% of the tickets are on Dallas to cover the spread? Hell no. I don't care. Give me the Bears plus nine and a half. I think they keep this close. Um, and, and spoiler alert, I, I might like them on the money line. I love it, um, but I'm going to go the other way. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I feel like diarrhea is coming out of my mouth picking Dallas <laughs> of all teams, too. Uh, I'm hoping I'm wrong. That's 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 the hedge here where maybe Dallas shits the bed at home. Uh, the reason I'm doing it, I think Dallas, unfortunately, is right there with Philly as the best team in the NFC. When Dak's listed as a touchdown favorite or more, when he's playing a below 500 team, he's eight and one straight up two seven and two ATS. He seems to pad his stats against below 500 teams, which is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, that's why they never win the big games is because they pad their stats <laughs> in, ga in games like this. Um, I see a game similar to last week at Detroit where Chicago keeps it close early. And then Dallas just wears them down with that defense. That defense is really, really good with Parsons, Lawrence, digs in the back so i'm gonna go dallas i don't love it unfortunately um where do the bears go after this um i don't even remember um but i was gonna say you threw me when you started talking about parsons and it reminded me that i didn't i didn't throw that nugget out there i'm a little worried about parsons i mean that dallas yeah. is averaging <laughs> um four sacks a game and we're averaging allowing four sacks a game but i think it fields is so elusive that I think he can kind of throw that off. I think when you run the ball for 200 and some yards, you kind of throw that off. Um, and just to kind of catch up with our YouTube chat here, Nick Fortune says Parsons is going to be sacking fields a lot. We'll see. I do think he will sack him some. I'm not going to lie. That scares me a little bit. Patricia Razor says, do you think Pollard does deserve being recognized as a better addition than Zeke? Absolutely. He runs better than Zeke, in my opinion. And Sano, I don't know. Are you messing with me? Breaking news. Eagles trade for the Bears. Robert Quinn. Is that a joke or is that real? Um, don't <laughs> mess with me if it's a joke. Um, yeah, I, the Bears are believing in themselves. They got a lot of young guys. They have the most um, young no, starters. They, they did just trade they, him. Yeah. I hope they got something decent. But that's that's clearing cap. It's exactly what we're doing. Um, the bears have the most young starters in the NFL, the most like under 23 or whatever. And after that big upset victory over the Patriots, where they went into a hostile environment, the, the weather was not good. They are believing in themselves. Coach Eberflew said, these guys got a taste of that. And they are really believing in themselves right now. Fields has said he is tired of being close. We're close. He wants to be there. Um, I just think this young team and one of the announcers said it and I kind of like scoffed. I think it was Chris Collinsworth. He said, they're so young. They don't know any better. You know, when they're underdogs and they're supposed to be losing, they don't know any better. And I was like, oh, fuck off, you know, but <laughs> at the same time, they're playing with their hearts. They're playing like they're having fun. And I think that goes a long way. Um, I, I, this is going to be close. I know everybody's writing the bears off, but I, I honestly feel if they can keep playing like they did against New England, they can be in playoff contention, especially with how bad Green Bay has been. 
I wish they weren't coming off that New England win. I was all about them, and then I saw the early look ahead was ten and a half, so they jumped them down to nine and a half. I'm like, oh no! I said, <laughs> I said, I, I said, this is overreaction Monday. I was, I was like, damn it! I wanted to take the Bears too. Um, they got a fourth round pick for him. See, I would have liked a little bit more, but he did come with a lot of money, a lot of cap yeah. space. So and. Uh, who's picking up the salary? The Bears will be picking up most this of the year. salary. So yeah, we're a. Hey, th- now we're doing live shows. Now we're breaking uh, NFL right. trade trade uh, news. Hey, I'm and I love this uh, live stuff. I say I love the activity on the uh, the chat as well. Yes, uh, yes, I love the chat. Shout we out to y'all Nick. Being here. Uh, yes, J Mark is a diehard Chicago Bears fan. For yes. everybody listening, you can see my Bears gnomes back here. Um, I got some Bears Funkos. There's Peyton Ditka Cutler. Yes, Cutler. Um, the quarterback of my heart. <laughs> and then Peyton behind me, diehard Bears. So maybe take what I'm saying with a little bit of bias, but I, I believe in this team. I'm starting to believe in this team. I was I was waiting to see if this Dallas line would skyrocket as we're speaking to see if I could get, <laughs> give you another point or two since right. we're breaking trade. Um so let's segment into now the favorite segment for everybody's been waiting for lock dog and tease. Obviously we killed it last week, both hitting our locks. Um, and then my big dog hit Carolina shout out to uh, PJ Walker hit the tease as well. So let's, uh, let's see if we can stay hot here. J Mark. Yeah. So for my lock, we, we talked about, it was one of our favorite spreads. I'm locking up the Patriots at one and a half points. I think this is a, uh, a game they want to show everybody that, that, that was a fluke. Um, so Belichick bounces back and beats those jets by quite a bit, I think. So, Hey, I'm with you, man. Let's, let's ride this new England Belichick revenge angle. Um, new England minus one and a half for both our dogs right off the trends with Belichick. Belichick owns jets. So I will side with you and take new England as my dog as well. Or, uh, my lock. lock. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. I knew what you meant. (laughs) I was getting, I'm giddy to get to the dog. Yeah. Uh, so for my dog, it's a complete Homer pick. I'm going to be like Lee Corso and put on my props here. Um, you know, I got to ride, I got to ride with these guys. Go bears. Let's go. We're going to win another upset. Last time we were a big, uh, underdog against the Patriots. We beat them 33 to 14. Let's go bears. And for everybody listening, that's wondering what the bears on the money line. That is plus three sixty. So, That's good money. Duh, duh <laughs> bears for everybody listening. For my dog, mm, I got a couple candidates. I'm gonna go another big one here. This is uh, this is the least likely candidate. Uh, I'm sure everybody's gonna call me crazy. <laughs> I am going to take Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers Oof. plus four ten on the money line to end the perfect season. Philly feeling themselves coming off the bye. Just traded for Robert Quinn. Thinking about Super Bowl. Um, they're they're flashing a graphic up there. When are the Eagles going to lose their next game? They're going to lose their next game this Sunday to Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Pennsylvania rivalry. Love it. I mean, hey, you hit the big dog last week, so yes. maybe you get it again this week. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Where are you going? Uh, where are you going? I hate saying that. I'm not even a Steelers fan either. So where are you going tease-wise? So my tease starts off against your dog, Eagles, by four and a half. Um, I'm going to bump the Cardinals up to plus 10 because that, that line seems off anyway. So give them 10 points. And then I got the Dolphins plus three because 
Detroit's not going to win this game. And if they do, they're not going to win by more than three. So I like Dolphins plus three there. Dolphins, got it. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to tease Carolina up to 10 and a half. I mentioned it. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. So if I can cross two key numbers in seven and 10, I'll grab Carolina for another one. I'm going to tease, although we locked up New England, I'm, I'm going to tease the Jets up to seven and a half. I, I, okay. I don't fear New England losing the game, but I could see these two defenses slugging it out. New England wins a three to seven point game. And then I'm also going to tease New Orleans up from one and a half to seven and a half to cross that key number. Um, and then everybody, of course, stay tuned. Follow our Twitter. We'll be tweeting out our lock dog and tease officially Sunday morning with our graph with the other co-hosts, Moon Off, Scott, Dylan, um, Terrell. Who, who else? Am I? Oh, Rod. Last least, but last but not oh. least, uh, our guy Rod. Um, okay, so if, yeah, go- if you have an extra two hours, go to Amazon Prime. Look up the movie Bottle Shock and look for Rod. He is in that movie with Chris Pine and um, Alan Rickman, Freddie Rodriguez, all these guys. Um, Rod is in that movie. I just found that out a couple days ago. I need to check that out as soon as we get off here. Do you have a uh, Moneyline dog parlay? I don't want to give out because my dog is just too big. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to um, put too much juju in there when I'm picking such a big dog. I got a little one this week. It's going to pay plus four twenty. It's going to be two home teams in this early slate. And I'll tweet out if I see another one, if I like another one come Sunday, I'm going to pair Detroit and new Orleans, two home teams that I think could win their games outright. Plus four twenty. If you want to grab that. So, Lions and Saints to win outright at home, plus 420 on the money line. Nice. Um, just catching up again on our YouTube chat. Patricia Razor, I'm pointing um, at my screen, but you guys can't see my screen. Uh, Patricia Razor saying Jonathan Hankins, the defensive end, I believe, or tackle to Dallas. Um, so kind of getting some some depth on their defensive line there. I and then the Nick Cowboys <laughs> <laughs> and then Nick Fortune. He's uh, doing his teaser Eagles, Cowboys and Patriots. I like it. There you go. Yeah, no, I love I love the activity in the chat, and this has been our most active one so far since going live, Jay Mark. Yeah, I love it. Uh, make sure you all join us every every um, Wednesday. I had to think about what day it was. Yeah, <laughs> every Wednesday at 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern, or that lunch break, 12.30 time for Pacific. Um, yeah, come join us every week. Absolutely. Jay Mark, tell everybody where to find you before we get up on out of here. Yep, follow me at jmarkfootball. Go to SGPN Fantasy Football and check out old-fashioned football with me and my wife, Miranda, arguing about everything under the sun. And, yeah, um, follow all the SGP stuff. Uh, Ryan's got some great stuff. You've been on so many basketball pods. I'm still trying to catch up, but you guys did Creighton today. Is that right? We did Creighton, Georgetown, and there was one more. I'm starting to lose. Uh, (laughs) Connecticut. So we're in the Big East right now. We'll start diving into the Big Ten. We just did the Big 12 and ACC. So, yeah, like you said, go check out the college basketball experience. College basketball starts November 7th. Um, Go check out the college football experience. We're still in football. Those guys, uh, Colby, Nick, uh, Patty C., those guys are really killing it. They're three out of the top five guys in the whole country right now, analyst-wise, rankings. And also go check out the NBA podcast. That season's in full form. NHL podcast, MLB, World Series is here. And, of course, go check out the main station with Ryan and Sean. 
all this wouldn't happen without those guys. You can Absolutely. find me at Twitter, um, at Moneyline underscore Mac. J Mark mentioned it. Hop in the Discord, man. Hit us up, man. We're more than happy to uh, talk out some teases. Like, I, I, we got a couple guys in the chat throwing some teases, dogs. Um, you want to talk some smack that's good too <laughs> absolutely yeah, I, I, I know i know people love killing j mark for his bears so and i'm all right with it i will i will ride or die with the bears till i am dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know you will and unfortunately this will be what week number eight so we are going to be almost halfway done already yeah it's crazy you blinking it's over so yep well, let's make the best of it, and uh, good luck to everybody in week number eight with any bets you got, Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday, and most importantly, don't forget to let it ride.